Strip down to my skin and my bones. I love huskies, but I feel like a wolf. In a pack, but I feel all alone. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Budding Industry Podcast. Back again are your hosts, Gabe and Dave. And today we're super happy to welcome Kira Reed onto the show, co founder of Caden Academy. Kira, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's really our pleasure. Um, so, jumping right into it, can you tell us what is Caden Academy and how it got started? Caden Academy is an education platform for women in cannabis. And we started it because we realized early on that a lot of the women who were being attracted to the cannabis industry were being brought there because they had a real passion for the plant. It had saved their child, saved their parents, saved themselves in some way. And they found themselves wanting to be a part of bringing it forward into the mainstream. And a lot of those women found they made great balms or amazing edibles. And they wanted to participate with the industry, but they didn't really have a lot of business acumen. So we wanted to make sure that these women had every opportunity in the world to be successful. So we put together an entire program that walks them through the basics of You've got to start a business. Here are all the things you need to have to get your legal house in order. And oh, by the way, you're in cannabis. So on top of that, <laughs> here are the other things that you need to know. Right. And in addition to that, we have a lot of content that's been created by other professionals to give women help on things like what, how do you do an entity formation? Should you be an LLC? Should you be an S Corp or a C Corp? And what's the difference between all of them? And we also have a series called the Smartest Woman Series where we interview women in a short period of time on one subject. We started it last year with the making of the smartest person in the room and we interviewed 21 women in five days and we asked them, what do we need to know to be the smartest woman in the room from your point in the supply chain? So we talked with ancillary services like uh, marketing and lawyers and accountants and we talked with women throughout the supply chain. We talked with growers and manufacturers we talked with women from all over the country to find out what they thought from where they were sitting, what women needed to know to be on top of it as a cannabis industry professional at that moment. And so we're going to be focusing on hemp this year, CBD, and other things are going to be of real importance, like banking. Um, mm-hmm. How close are we to federal legalization? So we're talking with professionals in a, in a concentrated period of time to give women the most valuable information we can to help them maintain that edge and be the smartest woman in the room. Awesome. And what's the platform like? Is it all online? Is it all lecture? Is it lecture based? Is it, uh, how do you guys do it? It's all online. And we have um, an education platform that you get to through cadenacademy.com. Uh, we also have Women Entrepreneurs in Cannabis, which is our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And so our Facebook group is where we really start to develop a relationship with our community and hear what it is they need so that we can be sure that the content that exists um, in our education platform is exactly what it is that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it sounds like a great program. Can you tell us a bit about your own professional background and how it sort of brought you to this? Sure. I started in marketing and branding early 2000s. I had been a filmmaker and a music producer and was very excited by the emerging digital marketing world. This was just at the very beginning of blogging before we had Facebook. Think back to um, 
Oh, what was that called? Friendster. Right. Friendster, yeah. So I was really, really intrigued by how bloggers would, oops, sorry about that, how bloggers would share their content. So if I have a blog and you're a competing blog, I'm listing you in my blog role and I'm sharing your content and you're happy about it. Mm. This has never happened before. I mean, it's something we take for granted now, but back in the early 2000s, that was revolutionary. And it really was the first indicators of this emerging online community building that got me really, really excited. I had been working in music in Portland and had gotten very interested in building community with musicians in Portland and Seattle. But this became an opportunity to create much larger and more impactful communities when suddenly I see people working together. Hmm. I moved down to L.A., and realized, you know, the music industry is going to be one of the first that's going to have to contend with this sudden democratization of everything. And they're really not going to understand how to do it because there was no community in that industry. So my first client in my new agency was the Roxy Theater on the Sunset Strip. And I helped them to conceive of this incredible program that was all based on tearing down walls with their community, which had been a notoriously isolated velvet rope community. So you could only get past that velvet rope if you were specifically invited or willing to pay. There was no openness. And venues would fight tooth and nail and way overpay for bands just so their competitor wouldn't get it, hmm. that band booked. So it was a kind of a, a very difficult uh, mentality to shift, but we did it and we we created a lot of events. We did the very first tweet, tweet crawl ever where we brought the entire community together and we had hundreds of people at a time walking down the street, going from venue to venue to shoe store to bookstore to restaurant and bringing life back. And it ended up resulting in seven uh, years of the Sunset Strip Music Festival where we shut down parts of Sunset Strip to host giant bands. And today it is one of the most lucrative uh, pieces of real estate in Los Angeles again. Wow. So it was a really exceptional, I guess we did that for about five or six years. We got a ton of press. Uh, we were even featured on 2020 and NPR and New York Times because this concept of community building wasn't something that the public had seen before. And now with the tools of social media, we were actually able to create these communities and share online, not just face-to-face. -face. So we really leveraged that, these new tools, and being so early on, we were able to create huge audiences and really learn about how you communicate with people through these new digital mediums and build communities of people. And so I took that and kind of shaped my career in marketing and branding around these principles that I learned building this community. And when um, I realized, you know, we're going to be in California, we're going to be voting legalization soon, I realized it was time for me to get back into cannabis. I had tried several times when I was in L.A., but every time I would get close to closing another client, the feds would bust them. Mm -hmm. So at the time when it was just, it was very difficult to make much progress. So about a year and a half, two years before legalization here in California, or adult use legalization, I started Caden Academy. I got together with some other women professionals in the industry and 
we've just been kind of fanning the flames of this community and helping it grow and helping it grow and applying all the things that I've learned in the last 10, 15 years about how you bring people together and galvanize them and motivate them to action. And it has resulted in women entrepreneurs in cannabis. We've just turned the clock on 5,000 women in our group. And it is the activity is about 15,000 pieces of engagement a month. Um, I've got probably over 300 posts waiting for approval and just as many emails wanting to know why they're not being approved because women have realized, you know, we don't have a lot of places we can connect. Hmm. Even Reddit won't let us have subgroups. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, can you imagine some of the things that happen on Reddit that women entrepreneurs and cannabis wanting to share and support each other can't? So, well, that's just pretty radical if you ask me, you know. Well, you know, <laughs> it goes along with all of the other hostility we have. I mean, there's a shadow ban on my group unless you're looking for it specifically <laughs> with our link. You're not going to be able to find it. So we've got an uphill battle, but, you know, in this industry, we are very fortunate that we had women early on recognize that there is a the the fact that it's a new industry gives us as women the opportunity to not have to sit on the sidelines and let men build the industry without us Hmm. we can step up to the front lines along with men and say you know in this industry we're going to weigh in on how we want things to be because we've worked the way that men want us to work for a really long time they've built industry that we've had to fit into this is our opportunity to participate in the evolution of this industry. So for us to come together as women and be able to support each other and share our stories and work together and do things differently, do things the way that we want to do them, work the way we want to work together, it is an invaluable experience for every woman who gets to participate in this industry to come here and and be greeted with support and resources and experiences that help elevate them in what they're doing as leaders and in their businesses. Beautiful. I'm, I'm, I'm curious if um, you actually kind of answered my question, but did Caden result as, a, as um, a result of the frustrations that you saw as a, as a female entrepreneur uh, working in, in digital marketing? Uh, when, before I started Caden, I was working with a lot of women entrepreneurs as a coach mm-hmm. because so many of them were starting their digital businesses and didn't really have a lot of guidance either. Okay. Uh, so yes, that was kind of my initial experience. And then I realized, wow, women in cannabis are even more behind the eight ball on this because not only do they not have basic business acumen, they also don't understand the additional issues that you have to deal with when it comes to cannabis, I mean, you would you would be amazed at the number of women I talk to who don't know what 280E is. <laughs> so when you're starting a business, it's not just know, women. I hate to tell you, we <laughs> that's right. We don't. We, it's not just women. It's a lot of people getting into the industry don't know. Right. And, and I'm right. talking with women that don't as well. But because my focus is women, and I'm talking with women all day. For sure. Of course. We're we're just laughing because we looked at each other and both shrugged our shoulders, not knowing what it was either. 280E is the tax code that cannabis businesses must abide by. Ah, okay. So when you have what's called a plant-touching business, so you are actually growing, shipping, manufacturing, selling, if you're touching that plant in your business, 
you are not allowed to take the normal business deductions. Right. Mm. You can't write off your your rent, your employees, your inventory, your losses, nothing except your cost of goods. Hmm. So what it takes you to grow that product, that's your only write-off. Right. So what this means is when you're getting into a cannabis business, you can't look at it the way any other business has the luxury of looking at and growing their business. And if you don't understand this going in day one, guess what happens when it comes to tax time? Yeah. Right. So, Right, and, and this would be a negative to a woman who is starting a business out of her home with not a lot of capital and you know she'll never make it through her first year in business. So we wanted to be sure that women understood at the very least, these are the most critical things for you to understand in having a cannabis business. You know, another one is your is trademarking. You wouldn't believe how many people, I speak about marketing at MJ Biz for their crash course every year. Mm-hmm. and. I, I am amazed that the thing that draws the most people to me after I get off stage is the question of trademarks. And people don't understand you can't trademark a, a pop leaf or the word cannabis. Right. So don't. <laughs> because you're setting yourself up for massive branding issues hmm. once we're federally legal and you want to take that brand throughout all 50 states. So there are just some basic things that we were able to provide for women that we felt would really give them a leg up. Right. That was where Caden started. Awesome. And how do you feel about, sorry, just actually one point before that, uh, in our defense about the, the tax thing, we are Canadian, so we okay. claim, uh, claim no, claim no <laughs> expertise over California tax law. <laughs> now, well, this is, this is U.S. tax law. Uh, fair enough. Tax. Well... All, 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 all the same in any way. Um, yeah, so t- going back to that, I mean, you mentioned uh, how, you know, you're, you're in a prime position to, to set women up for success in this industry. It's such a young industry. You can get in right at the beginning, not starting, you know, 10 feet behind everybody else or all the men. Uh, how do you feel that that's gone so far? You know, it's been legalized in California for a while now. It's being legalized uh, you know, across the United States, it's legalized nationally in, in, in Canada. It's obviously growing. How do you feel about the position of women uh, in the industry so far? We are making progress, um, but we're falling behind. So when I started, we had data that about 37% of executive positions were held by women. Right. Last year, it slipped to 27%. Mm-hmm. Is that because the industry has grown so much? Probably, but that means that we're not keeping up with making sure we're promoting enough women into those C-suite positions Hmm. as we have been. I don't know. You know, it's hard to gather data right now because the industry is growing so fast. We have new states coming on from from decriminalization to um, medical programs to full rec legalization. So, you know, all states are in these different states of flux, and it's really hard to pin down where we are moment to moment. But the most recent data also says that there, the majority of businesses in cannabis are majority women out, hmm. over 50%. So, you know, does that mean that there are more women entrepreneurs entering this space than women in the C-suite? Don't know. So we're feeling our way around. What is exciting is that as you're in Canada, you will, I get approached by women from Canada, the Philippines, France, Hmm. South America, South Africa, 
all over the world saying, we are growing our cannabis industries as well. And we see what you're doing and we want to know how you're doing it. We're right. in awe of how many women are in your community and how active you are. Hmm. Show us what to do. Yeah, that actually uh, leads into the one of the other things I wanted to talk about is, is your community, is Caden Academy just local? And do you have plans to grow beyond that? We are international. And we, continue, we are working with a woman in the UK right now to start a European chapter. I am talking with women in uh, South America and um, Mexico for the Latin American region. Once Mexico is officially federally legal we're going to start a chapter there and we'd hope to spread it around the world um more as a chapter of messaging and and spirit you know the we don't monetize women entrepreneurs in cannabis there are ways that we can you know help support other women's businesses through it but the idea is that we need an umbrella, and fortunately, social media provides us with free platforms to be able to bring women together so that we can meet and connect, because that is the most important thing we can do from a, a micro-local level, a hyper-local level, to an international level. We right. need this umbrella spreading throughout the world, that women have a place in this industry, and they have a support system when they get here. For sure. Um, can you speak to your growth strategy moving forward uh, into these new markets as well as uh, how you're planning to, to grow your team? I noticed online that you have quite a few co-founders who, who came in and started Caden together. So what's your strategy for organizational growth as well as growing your community? So we are doing it a little differently. Um, yes, we had uh, several founders who contributed content and energy to getting us started. Mm -hmm. They have taken kind of a sideline. So we have our attorneys who participated. We have our PR firm who participated and our marketing firm who participated. And they all kind of continue to support us from the outside. But I drive the engine that is Caden. Okay. I am now merging with a company formerly known as Calogia. Mm -hmm. It was an online directory. We are now going to be relaunching it as Cadence List, which will be the um, women of cannabis directory similar to Craigslist. So you will be able to post events, jobs, real estate, promote your products, all the things that we've found that women are very desperate to get the opportunity to share about themselves that we we just can't facilitate in the group. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of conversation going, and if we had event, 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 real estate listing, real estate listing, product promotion, our conversation would die, and it would feel like a flow of spam. So we realized we have to give women another place to put this content that they want to share, and that wants to be received too, but it just it's too much to put in one feed on Facebook. So by creating this directory, we're actually allowing women more freedom to be able to share and connect with each other while maintaining our conversation, um, um, women entrepreneurs in cannabis. The way that we are planning to grow this is organically and slowly. So I'm supporting what I'm doing with my consulting business, and so is my partner. And what we're finding is, you know, we're, it's given us the ability by not looking for funding and not 
kind of overshooting, trying to build this company before we service our community, we've been able to really be flexible, take our time, listen, survey, experiment, and make sure that what we are providing is actually what women want without getting ourselves so far in debt because we've tried things that didn't work, trying to meet some deadline or scale really fast or kind of create this ideal startup that we've we've blown it. And I have been in the startup world since 2000. Wow. And I've seen more companies fail than succeed. <laughs> I see them fail because they get so locked in to impressing their investors or making lots of money that they forget about the people that they're servicing. Right. You know, Facebook was able to do it right a long time ago. They built their community first. Mm. And so that's kind of the model that we've been working on. And I also, I want to show women that while absolutely we encourage women to build big companies that employ a lot of people and make a lot of money, absolutely. But that's not the only kind of business you can have as a woman. You can have a, a business that supports a few employees and yourself, and that's freaking awesome. For sure. Right? So I want to always be sure that when we're talking about growing businesses, we look at the scope of types of businesses that we can create. And not every one of them has to fit into this massive growth scaling opportunity that we can build smaller, slower businesses, and that's good too. And that's the route we're choosing with Caden Academy. So we'll let our community tell us what it needs and how it wants us to grow over time. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I think one thing we've sort of haven't touched on here about Caden Academy in general is is what's the business model here? I mean, obviously, you know, you're talking about supporting an amazing community of entrepreneurs, but how does Caden Academy function as a business? So we will be, right now, Caden Academy itself is a membership organization. Okay. So you get access to the platform for $20 a month. We are going to be wrapping that membership in with Cadence List. So now you'll have, we'll have three different tiers of membership for Cadence List. You can search for free. You can just build a profile for free. And there are different tiers if you want to list your events if you want to list real estate, job listings, unlimited, that's, I believe, $40 a month. Um, and then if you want to be able to promote your products and advertising as well, that's $50 a month. So again, we haven't launched this yet, so don't quote me on those numbers just yet, but it's going to be around there. Perfect. Full membership for a year for a discounted price. That that's really exciting. Uh, looking forward to um, to hearing how the re how the launch goes. Can you can you share um, one example that sticks out in your head, maybe, of an entrepreneur who's kind of blossomed within the Caden community and has grown their business thanks to the support of of other women? Yes, uh, there's a company called Trace Trust, and mm -hmm. they are the first third party verification for cannabis in the US. They're started by two women and it, they are absolutely brilliant. They have now been able to hire their entire advisory board and marketing and branding team and employees through their connections and women entrepreneurs in cannabis. Wow, that's amazing. Every day I see women saying, 
oh, this group has, you know, saved me, helped me save my business. I can't believe the resources here. Um, uh, there's, you know, a lot of payment processing issues. Women come to that group immediately, find the help that they need. They found partnerships. I mean, there's just, there are so many that I see every day that it's hard for me to pick out just one. But, you know, I really, I really should <laughs> have that. <laughs> Um, identified because it's a really good question and there is a lot going on in that group so let me come back to you on that one De definitely um, we'll, we'll, we, we expect to have uh, a wall of fame somewhere uh, maybe on your wow. website or in the group and uh, it'd be great for people to be able to see that that is very true yeah yeah it's you know it's amazing when you just kind of open the doors and say okay Go ahead. It's a safe place right now for you to connect with each other and share. They, it, we had we hosted an event in Vegas for MJ Biz, and we had 250 women show up. And at one point, the volume in the room was so high that I thought we were going to bust a hole in the ceiling. <laughs> there was so much energy and so much excitement for women getting to meet each other face-to-face -face, who've met online and developed these incredible relationships. And one thing I will share with you that, that we have seen that we are also trying to model is that women can work together and not be competitive. So in most other industries where we are fighting for one or two, if we're lucky, seats at the table, we, we get together in women's groups and we need that support and we need that camaraderie, but there's still that kind of, you know, competitive knife behind the back. Like, we've only got two seats and if you're not going to help me get there or you're not going to make a deal, if there's some, something I immediately benefit from you, there's not a lot of opportunity for relationship there. So mm. it's still that kind of like, you know, you go to a networking event and I'm seeking out somebody who's going to help me and I'm not going to waste my time on anybody who's not. Right. And no matter what industry I was in, no matter how the women really did want to help each other, you just couldn't escape that vibe. In cannabis, we are all affected by stigma. We're all affected by banking. We're all affected by the limitations of legalization, whether you're in CBD, hemp, or, can or marijuana. So when you put a room full of women together, they can be marketing professionals, nurses, growers. It does not matter what part of the supply chain or ancillary services they provide. You get these women in a room together and every one of them wants to talk to each other because we all have something to learn from each other. We're all in this together. And it creates this sense of unity in these communities that is unlike anything I had ever seen and yeah. when I throw events I have women that will drive for four hours to wow. come for an evening gathering because it means that much to them to connect with their peers yeah that that aligns perfectly with what we've heard from other entrepreneurs and professionals is that the industry is so giving and collaborative that it's a really unique time to be uh, getting into it because everyone really is in it together at, at, at some level it, it's so true and I've never experienced anything like it. Even in the early days of tech, the, the competition and the race to the top meant that there was not a lot of unity. Right. We weren't fighting regulation. We weren't fighting stigma. And, you know, even though we started this conversation talking about Canada and Mexico and all these places that are getting, you know, their legalization passed, here in California, 
we went to a city council meeting recently to support a friend of ours who has a, cl a nursery. She's just doing clones. She's not even growing full to flower, just clones. And she had 50 people in the community show up to shut her down. Wow. I don't want to drive past there and have to explain to my son why, what you do. Wow. S sounds like you got to get better at communication with your kids. Right? Don't you <laughs> say that about a liquor store or a strip joint? I don't think so, but a nursery that's not going to have any signs? I mean, it just, you know, it's like reefer madness in California. Yeah. The Wait. stigma is just overwhelming, and it, it, it knits us together. Yeah, it's interesting to hear that you still have a, a ways to go in California of all places as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like that throughout the country. Oh, I'm sure. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I can definitely see it's a, it's an exciting time to be in the industry. It sounds like you've got a lot of passion for the the people you're you're inspiring and the people you're educating uh, through Caden Academy through your community. And you know you've been, you mentioned you've been in the entrepreneurship game and the startup game for for years. I was just wondering what kind of advice you have for you know all kinds of entrepreneurs, you know, male or female, trying to get into the cannabis game. Maybe not people who need the business advice that Caden offers, but just in general, anybody trying to enter the industry from what you've seen so far. So my advice is, whatever you think it's going to cost you, double it <laughs> and potentially triple it. It's a very very expensive industry if you're going to get in the plant touching side you're going to get into the ancillary services side mix it between traditional and cannabis until you can fully make your way into 100% cannabis clients hmm. but always maintaining a client level or load outside of cannabis will help you stay in touch because it's very easy to get lost in the world of cannabis and forget what's happening outside Hmm. But it's also very important to maintain those ties. And the third thing is when it comes to hiring and, and partnerships, God, do your due diligence. Hmm. Do background checks. <laughs> Get your contracts in order. You cannot approach cannabis like you've approached any other industry. And I've spoken with a lot of investors. And there's this this misconception that, well, I've worked in many other industries. I can just compare that to cannabis. Hmm. Mm -mm. No, you can't. If you have never worked in the cannabis industry before, you better do your research. And I don't mean just a couple hours online. I mean, you need to dig deep. You need to know in and out the regulations in your state and the states around you. You need to understand the difference between hemp marijuana you need to understand the nomenclature you need to start networking because as open as this community is if you come in with your swagger from an outside industry and you think you know everything you will be shut down immediately <laughs> well it's uh it's great advice i mean uh I, i'm sure our listeners appreciate it we appreciate it um yeah just to sort of wrap things up because we really do appreciate your time here you know you you touched on what's new with Caden, Caden's list coming out. Is there any other events, anything else going on with the company you want to you wanna let the people know about? Yes. So um, Women Entrepreneurs in Cannabis does meetups at conferences that we attend. And we have a really special event. It's not a conference, but it is the, it's called The Run-Up, and it's in Humboldt for the 420 weekend. 
And the goal is that we are trying to make Humboldt the 420 vacation destination. It's the return to the motherland. Come and see Humboldt. Take a tour of Murder Mountain. Support the local communities. Shop at the local dispensaries and participate with the community of growers and product makers that are up in that area, kind of the heartbeat of this industry. So we're going to be at this gorgeous hotel. Our event is going to be on Sunday afternoon. It's going to be a brunch. Any women are allowed to come. It is, um, there is no ticket sold. It's always a free event when we do our WEIC meetups. And we are just so thrilled to be participating in the run-up. Um, they're also going to be giving away a free pair of sneakers. They're going to be doing a lot of community building. It's, it's an incredible experience. If you're interested, it's, um, I think you can find the details at therunup.com or therunuphumboldt.com. And, uh, yeah, and then we've got Cadence List launching in a couple of weeks. So a lot of stuff going on. Join Women Entrepreneurs in Cannabis on Facebook so you can stay up to date on all of it. Sounds good. Well, Kira, thank you so much for your time. It's really been a great conversation. Love hearing your passion about it. Um, we've actually spoken to quite a few people, uh, quite a few women involved in women in cannabis. So it's always great to hear um, more people getting involved in it. So, again, thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you so much for having me and letting me share my platform. Definitely. And as you grow, we'll, uh, we'll have to talk again soon. Would love it. All right. Take care.